Halo, halo, Sacred Icon listeners. We used to do ads for other people, but I decided, why don't we do one for ourselves? Whether you're here listening to us for the first time or you've heard every episode, I'd like to briefly tell you what we're about and how you can support us. We have been doing this podcast since 2019, and with that has come lots of changes. We started as a primarily Halo-only show, but have evolved, combat evolved, over the years to talk about a wide variety of things in the realm of nerd culture. As you can imagine, we've made numerous changes to our platforms, usernames, and emails over the years, so now is the time for me to set things right and give the Covenant back their bomb. You can join our Discord by clicking the link included on our podcast feed. You can also send us an email or a voice message at sacrediconpodcast at gmail.com. We have a YouTube channel at youtube.com slash sacredicon, and we no longer use Twitter or X or whatever else the kids are calling it these days. So if you see someone who looks like us there, just know it's not us. Lastly, you can support us on patreon.com slash sacredicon and receive a bevy of bonus content. We're so glad you chose us to be the voice in your ear on this particular day and hope you enjoy the episode ahead. Hey guys, it's Brian and Josh here. Before you get into this awesome episode with Halo Guy, I think you're really going to enjoy it. We cover a lot of lore, not enough time in the day to talk about it all. Uh, I got this message on Discord, uh, I don't know, probably been about three weeks to a month ago, from Carly Joe, who is uh, Andy. He's in our patron, Andy's, Andy's girlfriend. His name is Sparky's. He's uh, one of our patrons, one of our friends. We've had him on for an episode. She sent me this message. Uh, this was uh, uh, on November 13th. She said, Halo, halo, Brian, you don't know me, but I've listened to many a podcast episode in my boyfriend's car. I'm Carly Joe, Andy, and then she puts in parentheses, Sparky's girlfriend, and I'm hoping y'all could help me surprise him for his upcoming birthday. So, of course, we wanted to oblige and give this shout out to Sparky's. His birthday, I believe she says, is on December 7th. We're putting this up on December 3rd. But uh, we're going to leave a happy birthday in the description of this episode, and we wanted to make sure we shouted it out here. Um, Andy, you have been awesome. You've been a great supporter of ours. Uh, you're a positive person. We loved having you on for the episode we had you on for. Um, we've seen you uh, post your some of your stuff from events, and uh, you just seem like a great guy. And obviously, having your girlfriend privately message to say, hey, I've, I've heard Sacred Icon in the car, and... She, she says she talked about how kind you are and just how uh, you do things for others and, and don't have things done for you. And, and it's obvious, you know, it reaffirms how great of a person you are here. So we just wanted to shout you out and say uh, happy birthday, Sparkies. I hope it's awesome. I hope it's great. I hope uh, you have a great time with Carly on your birthday. Maybe you guys go out for a, a nice steak or something. I don't know. Make it special. But uh, let me pass it over to Josh here so he can shower you with some praise, too. Hey, buddy. Happy birthday, man, or early birthday, I should say. Uh, yeah, I got the message, too, and it was very sweet to see. And you guys make a great couple. I could tell from that message. I thought that was just so romantic uh, to, to reach out to us um, on behalf of you and uh, ask us to you know shout you out and stuff. And, of course, like Brian said, we were happy to oblige because, man, you've you just been so great. Uh, you've been really nice. Having you on the show was fantastic. We still think about that episode. And your support has meant so much. The pictures of you going to events, like Brian said, I mean, everything about you has just been incredibly kind. Uh, you exude uh, a sense of gentleness that really gets across, and I really love that about you personally. And, uh, dude, I I hope you have the 
best of birthdays. I mean, I would tell anybody that regardless of whatever birthday it is. But I hope this one is the most memorable one yet. You two make a great couple. It's easy to see the love you two have for one another. And, man, thank you so much for being a part of our community. I hope your day goes phenomenal. You can't blame Carly Joe either because this dude looks like Justin Timberlake. I'd snatch him up too. Oh, man, he's got that beautiful hair. That beautiful Absolutely. Hair. Absolutely. Oh, no eyes. Oh, don't even get oh, me started. <laughs> fall in love. You fall in love. Hey, before we get out of here and get into the episode, I wanted to send this other, uh, read off the other message from Carly because I just think she's so sweet. And I want I want very Andy kind. to know very, very he kind. knows better than I do, but I want him to know even more how great of a girlfriend he's got here. He, she says, uh, I'm not sure how far out in advance y'all record and then release your episodes, but it would mean so much to me if you could shout out Andy for his birthday on December 7th on maybe one of your episodes around that time. I know it would absolutely make his day. As you might have come to realize in your interactions with him on the Discord or when you recorded with him, Andy is extremely passionate about a lot of things. And someone who cares so much and does so much for others puts all his energy into other people and things, and he rarely recharges his own energy source. When he does take the time to recharge, it's usually by taking an hour or two to play games like Halo Infinite, Mario Odyssey, or most recently God of War uh, Ragnarok. Interacting with the community on various gaming forums like your Discord or the Halo subreddit or listening to Sacred Icon. If there's anything I can do for you both, please let me know. Thank you for your time and consideration. If that's not a good girlfriend and that's not a keeper, I don't know what is, man. Yeah, uh, we've definitely are, got the same vibe. Great together. Yeah, absolutely. It's easy to see that in the message. So we love you guys. Yeah. Thank you so, so much, both of you. Happy birthday, man. Uh, I hope you enjoy this episode and hug your girlfriend extra tight. Thank you for listening to us in the car. Yeah, I'm sorry about all the swearing. Uh, I hope to continually uh, have your ears, guys. I mean, it means so much. And, and uh, happy birthday. Hope you two have a great day together, whatever you guys end up doing. Have a good one, guys. Uh, tune into this episode. Have a good time. Keep it sacred. Peace. Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another Sacred Saturday here at the one and only Sacred Icon Podcast, where we talk about all things Halo and so much more. But it's not an oddball today, guys. We're here to talk some Halo lore. We're here to get deep, dig deep, okay, with a special guest for some three-player co-op action. I don't know who's got the big screen you know, who's got the top screen, but we're going to find out. Anyway, I'm your host, Jovial Joshua Hargis. Join with me, as always, is my buddy, my pal, my friend, and our guest, the one, the only. It's an honor to have him here. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Halo Guy. Yay! We're glad to have you, man. <laughs> Thanks for having me on. You definitely get the top screen. Me and Josh will split. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> so. And that was totally uh, the first take. Yeah, so to bring you guys in, like a couple things I wanted to say. One, um, we have Halo Guy here, which is cool because so usually like we we've had guests before where we just like message people and have guests on, but then we also have our patron where people have you know if you're a high enough patron tier you can be on the podcast. Well, somebody uh, in our community was like, I want Halo Guy to be on your show. I want to hear about that guy talking about lore. So I'm gonna pay the patron to have this guy on, and I don't want you to say who I am. I just want Halo Guy to be on the show. So he paid us, and here we are. We got Halo Guy on the show to talk about lore. So that's the first thing I want to say. The second thing I want to say is I really love this dude's presence in the community because it kind of like, you know, I always hate when, like, older people are like, you remind me of myself because it's like, who are you to say that? You know, you're not special. But it reminds me of us because three and a half, well, three years ago, we started Sacred Icon, and we were new, and... There's a bunch of established people there already, anywhere from like Late Night Gaming, Haruspis, 
Hidden Xperia, Halo Can. I could go on and on. If I left you out, it's not because you're any less important. Um, Someone's like, and, hey! And we kind of, like, we, we provided our own little thing, our, like, our positivity and our goofiness and our podcast and all that stuff. And, and uh, we kind of took off a bit. And people, like, we just listed off, like, kind of, you know, this sounds, you know, took us in our arms a bit. You know what I mean? Like, they kind of were like, hey, <laughs> we're going to help you. We're going to help foster you and help build this up. And we had... We had all those people I just listed on the po- on the podcast at one time or another, um, and uh, it's just I think there's this like when fresh blood comes into the Halo community, some of the people who've been there for a while really gravitate to someone new who's also making good content or are just in general not toxic, and you do both. <laughs> uh, so that's how I Thanks. felt for sure because I'm mostly the guy who's making those repetitive status uh, tw- tweets all the time about Halo. <laughs> And, uh, you know, asking different questions and stuff. And when you popped up, I was like, I, I saw you once and I saw you twice. I saw you three times. I'm like, I like this Halo guy. Like, he's, he's positive and he's not, like, doesn't attack people. He doesn't, like, try to <laughs> meme everything. And he's putting out good videos. And then you got uh, put on a Halo Waypoint thing. And I was like, oh, okay, Alex has noticed him as well. And And then, you you know, I just keep seeing you pop up and more people talk about you. And I'm like... This is a genuine, like, beneficial addition to the Halo community. Like, obviously, this sounds biased and full of it, but I thought we were a genuine benefit to the community. So, like, I felt like I was that person. Me and Josh were those people three years ago. Now we're just, like, old hat, in a sense. And then you come in, and you feel, like, (laughs) new. And, like, it's weird because it's, like, when me and Josh (laughs) came in, it was, like, me and Josh were, like, maybe we could be the top. Maybe we could be one of those hidden experience or whatever one day and then after a year or two we're kind of like yeah we're just good being with what being with whoever you know and now you come in and we're like and i'm genuinely like i want halo guy to be hidden experience level i want halo guy to be halo cannon level not me like i'm good with here at the bottom you know? <laughs> Brian, i thought but when I you were to... setting that up when you were going like you know i thought you know we were good and blah 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 i thought you're gonna be like and then everything changed we found our place and most people do find their place but you get a couple people yeah. that just keep climbing and climbing and climbing and and i hope that for you halo guy i know i just showered your praises there for a while but that's what we do on the show and i'm sure you'll hear more before it's over <laughs> but uh what we're gonna do is we're gonna let um we're gonna let halo guy run with this we're gonna talk about like halo lore in general which you know is a lot of you guys <clears> have their favorite thing to talk about it's my favorite thing to talk about when it comes to halo uh, I'm going to let uh, Halo Guy kind of start us off with what he wants to talk about, and I have plenty to offer. I'm sure Josh does as well. Uh, what's on your mind, Halo Guy? Glad to have you here. Well, I don't know. After that introduction, I, I think we can kind of wrap things up. Yeah, um, that's all you <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and there I am. Look me up later. I see you. Uh, no, I'm kidding. So, yeah. man, I, I tell you, all of this, not that I'm super big or anything like that right now, but everything that's happened over the past, I don't know, I started like back in April or something like that, actually mm. getting serious about this. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all been by accident, to be honest with you. Um, it in, in my mind, when I do something, like I've enjoyed Halo since it's been around. Like I've, I've been a Halo player um, pretty consistently since 2001. Um, my, my older cousin got an Xbox and he got Halo, uh, for that Christmas. And that's all we did was play Halo. Um, and so I've, I've been here for a long time. Um, but just recently got into the social media sphere because I'm always like theorizing of things and I, I just have to like 
do something with it or it doesn't leave my mind. Yeah. And that's really mm -hmm. where the videos and stuff started with me. And also just after Halo Infinite released, I, I feel like um, a lot of the bigger players were talking about a lot of the things I wanted to talk about. Yeah. And I was like, well, I really want to have these conversations with people. And I was like, I don't really know where to begin. So I, I made a Twitter, I made a YouTube, and I was like, let me just put stuff out there. Maybe people will listen, maybe they won't, but at least... That's like, way to do it. Yeah. And I, I didn't really care, like, how many people listen. I, I wasn't really following the numbers. It, like I said, it was more just me. When I have something in my mind, I have to put it somewhere in order for me to, like, get rid of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, that's how I started, and then I want to say it was like back in July, I made this video that got um, Alex's or, or Herospis' attention at Halo, and I remember I woke up in the morning, and I got um, on my on this video I made, um, it was finding Spartan Stone's lifeboat. Um, like, I woke up in the morning, and uh, the official Halo account on YouTube left a heart on my, on my video, and I was like, what? That's amazing! And then all of a sudden, people just started commenting and, like, sharing and all this stuff. And that video got, like, a ton of attention. And then uh, Herospis, like, tweeted it out. And it got really big. And then, like, all day long, I was just getting notification after notification. Um, and then, honestly, from there, like, I want to say, like, three or four months in a row, maybe even five if you include the live community event they did at the World, um, HCS Worlds, I, I've been on the cannon fodder. For like three or four yeah. or five months in a row, Same. and I was like, "Holy cow!" I was like, "This is really like something," and I never, never expected it to be like this at all. And then I've gotten to know you guys and your community, um, just because, like you said, I don't really feel the need to. I mean, I don't want to say like I don't complain ever about stuff because there's stuff that bugs me. But we all like, do. the way the way I see it is like someone else is going to complain about it for me online. I don't need yep. to add. <laughs> Yeah, that's I don't know. I don't need to add that to the conversation because I know if something's bugging me, someone else is already going to get to it, and if someone else is, ten more people behind them. Um, one hundred percent. And and honestly, I I love Halo too much to. Um, I don't know how to be critical without coming off. Uh, maybe like I'm sounding mean or something like that. Mm -hmm. Um, and to be honest with you, I just want the the guys and gals at three four three to know. I super appreciate everything they do because they have my franchise in their hands. Yep. So I want nothing but encouragement for them so that they know like, Hey, going forward, you got support and we're excited for what you're, what you're going to bring for us. Um, and so that's kind of been how things have been over this, this past year or so. Um, but yeah, I've, I've always been a, a fan um have been doing halo lore in my head for a very long time halo canon hidden xperia halo canon those guys um have been Great my guys. halo role models for uh, for years yeah um and so it's kind of like i don't want to feel like i'm like putting that mantle on because honestly i just don't have the time in my life to, to be as like full-time dedicated as they are but um i do want to throw my name into the ring and and you know be considered like hey you know this guy knows what he's talking about <laughs> and, yeah, sure. and should be listened to but if i if no one listens to me that's fine as long as i get this stuff out of my head uh that's that's good enough for me i mean um but i don't know if you guys had like any specific questions about like what my favorite aspects of the game are i didn't want to like, i did want to ask or run away with this so however yeah i, I did want to ask you one it. man um your <clears throat> favorite video of mine is the one of the ones you did recently it was the uh 
the Halo 4 anniversary one, or the one where mm-hmm. you were just talking about Halo 4, and you were telling the story about how, I think around, it was after Halo 3 you moved out of the country, correct? Yeah, I did. Yeah, and then you came back, and when you came back, your was it your brother or your cousin got you a 360? Yeah, it was my brother, yeah, he did. So yeah. um, I wanted to ask you, when you're getting to that point, you can see for me for Halo 4, I was in a weird state where I hadn't played games for about two years. So I was completely out of the loop. I mean, I knew of Halo Reach. I knew of ODST. But I really just kind of moved on after Halo 3. And games I was playing less and less. So when it gets to the point where Halo 4 comes out, I'm not even aware that 343 Industries is not Bungie. That, you know, that it's not Bungie that developed the game itself even. So as I'm playing through it, I'm like, huh, this is different. This is just different, different. And, uh... I was just curious to know what, like, for you going into that game, when you get that 360 and you get Halo 4, were you aware of all that stuff, or were you still kind of out of the loop and just excited to jump in? I was just excited to jump in because, like you just said, like I was gone for Halo Reach. Like, I, I didn't play it when it when it initially came out. Um, I was busy doing a lot of life things. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and for me, so just to kind of give some backstory before I kind of answer the question... So when Bungie during its era, it's, it's kind of, it, it's a well-known secret that Bungie wanted to stop um, right. and that Bungie wasn't, you know, the biggest fans of making books and stuff like that. Like through Bungie's tenure, they only made like seven or eight books and 343 over that same period has done over 30, right? So mm-hmm. for me, I read the books that Bungie produced and I played Halo 1, 2, and 3 and to me, when 3 ended and you know, you, you kind of had all the games and you had all the books. To me, Halo felt contained and kind of, like, done. Like, it, it was yeah. what it was going to be. Right. Um, and at, at least that's how I felt. So I, I moved on from my life. I uh, was just getting a little older, just having more, you know, life ex- um, responsibilities with different things. Sure. And so when Halo 4 came out, like you said, I didn't know 343 had taken over. I didn't know the Forerunner Saga had even come out. Um, And I was like, you know what, let me, like redo this and then when halo 4 came out and i played it um after it wasn't like initial at launch and then i started to notice like hey there's like some pretty amazing books that are you know tagging along with this Mm -hmm. and like 343 is is actually kind of serious about this stuff um to me that like rekindled a a fire in me and that's why i had to make that video about halo 4's anniversary because like, to me, I know when I posted about it, there were people that were like, oh, that's what everybody says. They just remember it fondly, but everybody hated it when it came out. And I was like, no, like, that may be true for somebody, but, like, Halo 4 is legitimately what brought me back into the franchise. Because mm-hmm. for me, it was over. Um, like, Halo Reach was fun, but I played it way after the fact. So I wasn't there for, like, the like the Halo Reach, like, like where everybody was playing online and, like, right. unlocking all this awesome armor and stuff like that. Like, I just wasn't there for that. Yeah. Um, so that wasn't me. And I, I started getting back into the books again uh, and reading and just getting excited about it. And so Halo 4 to me is like Halo CE brought me into the franchise, um, of course. But Halo 4 is what has kept me. And for that, I am forever grateful for everybody who worked on that project. Like to me, it's it's fundamental to my Halo experience. Yeah, 100 percent, 100 percent, because I came out of it and I was like, at first, I didn't like it. And but I didn't outright hate it. I just was so out of the loop of Halo. I didn't know. I didn't. I went in with no expectations. But then years later, now I really like it. We did ten episodes of the retrospective with Alex. That helped really open me up. 
Um, yep, that was those were just, good good episodes. Oh, thank you, thank you. Yeah, but um, now I've come around to it a lot more. But um, Brian, I yeah, think well, you loved it. Go ahead. What oh no, say? sorry. I was just going to say, like, one of the things I really enjoyed about it was, um, you played Halo one, two, and three, and the forerunners were always this mysterious force. And I get it. Some people wanted them to stay that way, and I know there were some changes that three four three made to because the forerunners were supposed to be humans and stuff. And that's an argument we can all have. But to be honest with you, when I was like playing Halo 4 and then reading some of these books, I'm like, this isn't really like a sci-fi anymore. Like they were really taking this into some like weird sci-fi fantasy route. Like Greg Bear, you know, he just recently passed. And I know we're all grateful for everything that he did. But like he was really able to take this, you know, just this sci-fi shooter into something really like mythical. Like to me, the Forerunners are one of the most interesting aspects of Halo because we know so much about them, but yet there is still so much mystery contained with them. And just going through Halo 4 and going through those Forerunner saga books um, really, really rekindled something in me that has kind of sparked the rest of this journey for me. Um, I've always been into Halo lore, but like I said earlier, to me it felt contained after Halo 3, but what 3, 4, or yeah, after Halo 3, but what 343 has been able to do um, has just been outstanding knocking out they they produce two to three books a year i don't know if people realize that like people complain about content for halo Mm -hmm. and the way i see it is like halo is not a game anymore it is not just solely a game right it's a franchise it's got it's got like um a tv show it's got books it's got uh, movies it's got everything and so when people say like halo lacks content to me i'm like like what are you referring to because like when I talked to Jeff Easterling at the uh, HCS Worlds, one of the things I said was like, "Keep it up with the with the books," because like, I love that stuff. And there's there's a community of us that do. I'm like, you guys are doing like two to three books a year, and I don't even know who it was, but he grabbed somebody when I told him that, and he's like, "Listen, see, I told you this is where we we need to keep going," because like, <laughs> it's so much quicker to produce, um, but it's just like this, like. 343, I don't know how you want to define content, but they've been doing an excellent job as far as, like, media outside of the games. And the games are kind of what it is. I get it. There's there's controversy there. But, like, don't say they don't produce content around me because I get kind of defensive about that. Defensive, yeah. <laughs> Man, there there is – honestly, almost everything you've said this entire podcast is either the same way I feel or my same mentality. I, I – I wanted to comment on all of it, but if I did, you would never have a moment to speak. So I just decided <laughs> to, I mean, I'm just the same way. I mean, everything you said from fundamentals of how you view uh, 343 and their, their, uh, the way they've um, <clears throat> procured the, the series, uh, people talk about lacking of content. People talk about mistakes they've made. But and, and the thing is, a lot of times, some of those things can be true, but... I feel different, like my approach to it's different. Like, I'm thankful to them for continuing the series I love. That's something you said already. I want to be respect. Now, to be respectful of them does not mean to, and I hate to use these terminologies because I hate these terminologies, but these are what people throw at me on Twitter. It's not to be a bootlicker. It's not to be a shill. It's I have a different outlook, a different view on what is presented than you do. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that... There wasn't a story decision here that sucked. There wasn't, uh, you know, a lack of content here, or they canceled something they shouldn't have. 
all of those things can still be true, yet I still say what I'm focused on is the studio that is trying to make more of this universe for us that we love. They're trying to foster it. They're trying to do their best. They make mistakes that aren't their fault. They make mistakes that absolutely are. That's just part of life and even more so gigantic AAA game development. So mm-hmm. um, I'm just overall thankful for everything 343 has done. I think they've been killing it with the books. I think, and I think to a degree, I mean, I know it sounds like a hot take to people, but I think they've been killing it with the games to a degree because you have Halo 4, which brought on a, brought in a completely new audience of people who, like, that was their start with Halo. Then you have all the people that came back, like yourself, Halo guy, who were like, I'm kind of done, but this is bringing me back. Um, to many, that's seen as the best entry in the franchise. To many, it's not. To many, it's seen as, as not the best, but, it, but it's also a lot of people's favorite. Uh, it reinvigorated the lore. It gave you know, new things to look forward to that, like you said, the, the Greg bear 400 books, you know, I've tried to present my uh, opinion on those so many different times, but it always gets taken out of context. You know, if you go back to the Haruspis episodes, we did the 10 episodes talking about those. I talk about how much I love them, how much Halo four floored me, how much I love Halo four at launch and still love it. And all those things are true. I am someone who really liked the idea of uh, foreigners being human in the beginning. I love that idea. I probably would say in some ways I prefer it. But what happened was Halo 4 came out and those Greg Bear books came out and they were so good, so (laughs) amazing on such a, just every level that for me it was like, you know what, I preferred these guys. I preferred the human angle, but how can I be upset with the direction they've taken because it's so deep and it's so well thought out and it was presented so well. Um, I know we've said uh, with Haruspa several times on the show before we started 343, we've went back and forth about how you know people say that Halo 4 is hard to understand without reading a bunch of extra material, and, and Alex said it best. He's, no, it's not. It's actually very simple to play and understand Halo 4. It has everything you need to play that game in a concealed you know, manner, mm-hmm. but there's also depth that can be brought if you go further. Whereas I would argue, and I think I'm pretty sure Alex agreed, Halo 5 is the opposite. You know, Halo 5, like, it does really feel like you need extended material to enjoy that properly. But it felt like such a a, a poor uh, criticism for Halo 4. But but mm-hmm. anyways, you know, to, to bring it back to you guys, um, I think 343 is doing such a great job. I agree with you. I'm, I'm glad. Like, Halo Infinite has been an awesome game. Um, I know more is coming. I know people wanted more here and there, and people are upset with this and that. But... It's just a matter of appreciating it and wanting more and, and, and being thankful that they are working on it. Um, as far as, oh man, I don't even, you touched on so many points. There was more I wanted to talk about, Halo Guy, but <laughs> I know I got a lot out of my system there. Um, but yeah, I, well, don't, I, 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 think the, I think the stuff you're doing is great. Well, go ahead, go ahead. No, yeah, if I could interject real quick. So, I, like, people forget Bungie didn't have a, a perfect track record of, of not changing lore. I, yeah. I remember having the Halo CE, and you guys remember when you used to buy video games back in the day, you could open it and there were booklets <laughs> inside that you yeah, would read yeah, on yeah. your way home when, you're, when your parents were taking you back from the store. Um, Those were the days. Yeah, a funny story. I went to rent, before I owned Halo CE, I went to go rent it at our local video store, and it had the, the mature rating, mm-hmm. and my dad asked the... the uh, the oh, cashier man. what that meant and she was like oh it's for mature audiences and then he took it back and i did it no and i was like no no oh um, the heartbreak it's not even it that was, mature really honestly. yeah <laughs> but no. it was but it was funny because in my mind i'm like no dad i was like i play this all the time with like 
Because like me and my my older brothers, they would take me to. I'll get back to what I'm saying, but this is funny. Oh, I, you're good. My you're older good. Go brothers ahead. would take me to their Halo CE land parties because you know they needed oh. a person. Nice. And so like I remember like unplugging our giant box TVs, you know those square ones we used to have Oh, back yeah. in the day. We'd like lug it into our car that like barely fit it. Um, and then we would like drive to a friend's house down the road and then we would have to get one of those like hubs to connect more than Yep. one Xbox Yeah. together. And then my other buddies were lugging their TVs and like to start playing was like an hour long process. Right. Yeah. Yep. And so I always get like, it's, I don't know if I say it, but like when people complain about desync online, I'm like, how do you not realize the miracle that it is that like you're literally Right. just sitting by yourself playing with anybody else in the world? Like, I get it, desync's annoying, but like, do you remember the real life desync that we had, where we had to like drive to our friend's Yeah. house, and if you didn't have friends, you didn't play with anybody. Yep. Like, there was no Discord or It's all a matter a way of to perspective. connect, and and that's like the way I see things. Maybe I'm like an old school gamer. But, like, when I look back and I think, like, people complain about desync, I'm like, I got it, guys. It's annoying. But don't you remember what we used to do back in the day? Um, but anyway, going back to what I was saying, I, I before, like, I got my hands on the books, I would read that Halo CE manual for, like, I would just thumb it through and through and through Yeah. and through. And it was boring stuff, like what the weapons were, you know, like what the Covenant race was. And, like, I remember trying to be like... Sangili, is that how you pronounce it? Or is it something else? Because, like, the word is really weird. And um, if you remember, if you've ever read it, that booklet says very clearly multiple times, you are the last Spartan, I knew you were going you know? there. Yeah, exactly. And it, it goes into, like, you are the last one. You are, you know, mankind's last hope. Because I remember uh, when I finally got my hands on the book, well, I remember playing Halo, like, CE, And I've always had this kind of like, ever since I was a kid, this dream of being an author. And I've I've dabbled Mm in -hmm. like Oh, yeah. my own stuff. And I remember one of my first like big, like I want to be an author moments was, I was like, you know what would be really cool? If I just wrote my experience of the game. Like I just played through the game and then I kind of wrote it. And then I ended up finding Halo the Flood, like the book. And Which I was is like, what he did. I, I was like, somebody already did this. <laughs> Like that's not fair. That was my idea. yeah. You know, my like little kid self. I was like, that was me. Yeah. Um, Right. But I remember going through that, and then I was like, in the book it said like there was like the the, the three. It was like Halo of the Flood, Halo Fall of Reach, and the Halo First Strike. And I was like, holy cow! I had no idea like this was here. Um, and then I read Halo First Strike, and there was more Spartans in Halo First Strike. And I that's one of my first like, um, I don't like my first Halo lore mind blow. If that's what you want to like, my mind Oh, was nice, blown. nice. I was like. There are more Spartans to this. And then from there, I just got hooked. And then I remember, um, if you've ever played Halo CE, when you get killed by something that the game can't register, it says you were killed by the Guardians. Yeah. Right. I don't know if that has ever happened to you or if you've ever Yeah. experienced Stand that. trap on Halo 3, I can remember. <laughs> but in Halo CE, when it said you were killed by the Guardians, I, I know it was kind of like a joke for Bungie, but like... I can't tell you how much deep diving I did into what the Guardians could be. <laughs> like, Yeah, as, like, a little I used kid. to do that too. <laughs> Yeah. it, it's little things like this that um, that sparked my interest uh, over over time. Yeah, yeah, I remember spending a lot of time researching the Guardians as well, and it was disappointing back in the day because you'd research it, and there'd really be nothing to find out because it wasn't intended to be a lore thing. 
Uh, it was just kind of a thing Bungie put there as a joke, like you said. Um, but then, but then they eventually followed up on that with a game, and now it's kind of made those. Now you can go back and play one of the earlier Halos and like kill by the Guardians. You're like, oh, the Guardians. I remember when Cortana summoned those, summoned those from Halo Five, which I know some people will probably be like, I don't want to think about Halo Five, but like, <laughs> you know, other people who really enjoyed that game will be like, this is kind of cool. And um, one of the other things I love too is that in time, three four three kind of canonized the Bungie Guardian as well as the you know, the, the guardian they made. So they kind of both exist there now. And, you know, we talked a little bit off recording and uh, I know you agree with me. Halo guy is like, they show so much, like three, four, three shows so much respect to Halo, right? They, they, they really pay so much homage to what came before while trying to add to it in their own ways. And, and sometimes that's more successful than others. But uh, I just, I just love seeing how much more this universe has, has, has kind of blown up because, I think, like, there's two different ways to look at it, right? There's some people who look at, and I'm one of them, for when it comes to Alien, the Alien movies, right? For me, Alien and Aliens, two goaded movies, awesome movies. Everything in the Alien universe that came after those movies kind of sucked to me. So I'm just like, you know, it's almost like, so some people will say, well, if they just stopped at Aliens, you'd have this perfect cinematic thing, these two movies. And there's an extent, there's to an extent that makes some sense, right? Like a lot of people feel like, oh, Bungie, when they just had like the seven books and the five games, that was perfect, right? Even though most of those people back in the day when those new releases were coming out, they were complaining about things. I know we all were, right? Yeah. But in, in hindsight, it's perfect, right? But at the same time, so I'm not one of those people who's just like, oh, I wish it had stayed perfect. Because on one hand, that, that you know, if you see it that way, fine. Like it could have been this perfect little concealed thing. But there's so much that's came afterwards with the bad and the good. There's, there's been so much good that come with the bad that's like, I don't want to give up Halo Infinite. I don't want to give up the weapon and and and, and uh, Atriox and all of this stuff. You know, Halo 4 moments. Roland. Roland, you know. <laughs> I, can, I can give him up. <laughs> I mean, I was going to ask you about Roland later. Maybe we'll cross him over the bridge. One. But... Uh... <laughs> but yeah, no. So anyways, um, but let's... So we can kind of get rolling on some more lore stuff. Uh First, I'll ask you a question, Halo guy, and then I want you to—you you kind of took some notes on some lore points we can touch on. But if you had to pick, well, first, give me your favorite Halo game overall. Oh man, why'd you do that? Pick, you gotta <laughs> pick one. I know I always irritate people in the Discord, like, "Oh, I can't pick one." I'm like, "You have to, or your whole family dies." It's <laughs> my way to persuade them. Um, so, pick your favorite Halo game, and then um, what is your single favorite moment of Halo lore? Okay. Mm. Um, all right, so for a favorite Halo game, and this is the shill in me coming out, it, it's Halo Infinite. I'm sorry. Like, Dude, it's a good I, game. I, I, I know people aren't going to like this answer, but honestly, my favorite Halo game is usually the one that's out right now, and that's just how it is. Hey, because, for some people, that's how it is, yeah. Like, I love Halo CE. It will always have a special place in my heart, but I can't use a grappling hook in it, and I can't sprint. <laughs> and, you know, like... <laughs> I'm you sorry, notice that this... stuff as you go back to play the older going, iterations, you miss some of that. Going stuff. back is hard, yeah. um, and I, I know gaming has evolved. You know, combat evolved in two thousand and one, but gaming has changed over the past twenty years. <laughs> I like that. And you know, and and honestly, Halo Infinite is my favorite. And I'll tell you what, I will just go on the campaign, and I, I'll just walk around, and I will explore. Yep. And I've posted videos about it. Like I. And and people are like, this game's not worth the sixty dollar price tag. It's like I don't know about you, but I've I've been playing this game for a year and I'm still discovering new I things. I beat that campaign still... five times, bro. Five. Times. I know, like I, I'm still going through it. I'm still discovering things. I'm still learning new things, and I'm like, 
I, uh, how can I say it's not worth 60 bucks when I've literally played it for a year and, and still do like to me, I can't, I can't rationalize the thought. Um, and also the one thing I really, really appreciate about Halo Infinite is that once again, and I know people are like, why didn't 343 just stick to the Forerunner saga that we were supposed to get? And for whatever reason, it, we didn't. So we just got to move on, right? Yep. Um, we, we got one game. The Forerunners have returned, and then they didn't. Sorry. You know, that's just, <laughs> like, that's just the way it is. Um, the story changed. But where they're going right now with the Endless and the Zalanen, I cannot tell you how many you know, Discord discussions I have been on theorizing over this stuff. And, like, there are people that are like, I just want to know who they are. But in my mind, I'm like, I love the mystery. And yeah. there was something really neat that Jeff Easterling said at um, the live community event that they did at HCS Worlds. Where he's like, one of the, like, fundamentals of Halo is mystery. Like, we cannot reveal to you everything. And he even said it himself. He's like, I do not know everything. Like, I keep mystery for myself. Hmm. And that's Jeff Easterling saying that. Yeah. And, um... And I think that's perfectly okay. And the mystery that has gone on with the Endless and the Zalanen, like, I'm all for it. Um, I am all for Atriox. To me, he's one of my my favorite big bads of the game. He is much more of a villain than Tartarus ever was, if you ask me, in my opinion. Um, I can see that. Tartarus is just a pawn, really. Yeah. And, like, yeah, Tartarus was, yeah, he was the useful idiot. Um, And then you had the (laughs) Prophets, who were, like... um, Puppet masters, yeah, they were they 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 got their stories told, but you didn't really get to dive too much into them. But like, I, I really enjoy Atriox's character. He's he's sympathetic. Like, I can yep. I can't relate to it, but like, hey, uh, his home world was destroyed by a, a human AI, and you know why wouldn't he want to kill you know, humanity? And that's one yep. of the things I really enjoy about Halo Infinite is because people are like, Halo Infinite isn't a direct sequel to Halo Five, and I'm like, no, it's not a direct sequel. But it is the consequences of Halo 5 in the universe. It's its own separate story of like, yeah. hey, Cortana is dictator of the universe. And we don't necessarily have to follow her. But she just set the stage for what we see in Halo Infinite. And we're just getting this tiny slice of the pie of what the universe looks like in, in um, at that time. And so Halo 5 to me is a sequel. It's This is what the universe looks like because of her. You've got the Banished who are freaking angry because of everything going on their whole planet was destroyed you've got humanity who who is on the run again which is always a good place for them to be because it's never like if if you go back i can't remember if it's spartan ops or yeah i think it's spartan ops in halo 4 there's this thing uh where captain lasky he's like you know like we are like the big dogs of the universe again and it shows like the ship the infinity like flying through space and you're just like mm-hmm. whoa and it's got like forerunner tech mixed with human tech and there's just yeah. kind of like it's like oh okay like we're the best you know it's kind of like yeah not but, as exciting you know, not right. not as exciting and i made a little youtube short a while ago where it's the clip of lasky saying like hey we're the big dogs in the universe and it shows the uh, ship flying and then it cuts to halo infinite where the ship is like just getting obliterated and i'm like yep. yes <laughs> like i really yeah. um I, I enjoyed that because, like, humanity doesn't need to be the top dogs in the universe. Seeing the pilot struggle so much is an amazing thing to see because yep. we can relate to that. Because we all look up to people. We all have our master chiefs in life where we're just like, we see that person, especially in the social media era that we live in, where we're like, man, that person just has, has it all together. Why I, I, I wish I could be like that, but I'm not. 
and people have this false idea of who the chief is like he is a struggle bus like truly <laughs> he hurts inside and yeah. if you read troy denning's works and these are some of the books i wanted to suggest um the master chief story that he did um, um one of those books is shadows of reach and if you go and read shadows of reach it takes it's a prequel to um halo infinite which i thought was pretty cool because fall of reach came out before halo ce so it's kind of like a very reminiscent you know, they kind of mm -hmm. did the same thing there but yeah. like if you go read shadows of reach master chief is like hurting he's getting injured all the time people are dying next to him he's trying to decide if they're going to save people or follow through uh with the mission that they have at hand and it's a hurtful, impactful story. And then he has to get rescued, basically, by other Spartan fours. You know, the the younger generation are coming out to to save the old guy. And it, they talk about Cortana in the book, and he's just kind of like, you know, he blames himself. And so the pilot looks up to this guy in Halo Infinite as the as the guy who can do no wrong. But the thing about Chief is he just doesn't stop. And there's a uh, and there's a line about that in uh the halo encyclopedia and i just did a twitter post on it like literally a day or so ago the the basically the the intro and outro of it which is like two forerunner uh ais or monitors talking to each other and one of them mentions the master chief and they're like well what makes him so special why is he the like this like special reclaimer and i can't remember who it was like one of the the foreigner monitors was like he pushes himself beyond anything that he is actually capable of Wow. And uh, we see that in Halo in Halo Infinite. And so, yeah, to your question, like, what is my favorite game? And I know this is a long answer, but it's no, Halo it's Infinite. Great. It's great. It, 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 it is. It, it truly is. Um, and then what was the other one? You asked my favorite, uh, like, lore favorite, moment? Favorite moment of lore, yeah. Um, I would have to say, let me give a non-Master Chief answer. Okay. Um, my favorite lore moment is a book, and it is Halo Point of Light. And at the okay. very end of mm. at, at the very end of Halo Point of Light, Ryan Forge has probably one of the most beautiful experiences in the entire Halo saga. I'm talking all thirty plus books, all however many video games have been made. There is a beautiful moment for Ryan Forge, and I want to spoil it. So you might, if you, if you haven't read that book, uh, I'm sorry, maybe skip ahead. But like, yeah. There's there's this point at the end where she has a meeting with the librarian. And the librarian is very kind of remorseful of everything that goes on. And basically the librarian is reseeding um the the precursors and trying to atone for the sins of of the foreigners and what they did. And it is just this absolutely beautiful moment where so many things come full per, um full picture. And and Ryan Forge is this human who was just out looking for her father, and then she just gets entrusted with one of like the biggest responsibilities in the universe. And like, um, to me, honestly, Point of Light is is one of the best Halo books ever written. And Kelly Gay, I can say like Greg Bear is special in his own way because the Foreigner trilogy is its own special, unique thing. There's never really been any other books like those since, mm -hmm. if you ask me that are so ethereal and deep. Um, but besides that, like my favorite, just like standard style Halo book, um, Kelly Gay is an absolute legend. And when I had the chance to talk to people at 343, 
at HDS Worlds, I told them specifically, I was like, you do not let her go. <laughs> like, she, she She's has like Sergeant stay. Johnson to Chief with Cortana. Yeah, exactly. Never let her go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly what it was. My dying words are going to be the 343. Don't ever let her go. Um, <laughs> but please pick up the her Ryan Forge's journey through um, Smoke and Shadow Retribution, or sorry, Smoke and Shadow Renegades and Point of Light. Please pick up those three books. Uh, read through them because it is a it is a trilogy like none other um, that I absolutely adore with with everything. Point of Light is poetic. It's poetry to me. That book, um, I, I I really can't rave enough about it. I should honestly do a video about it. It's it's amazing. Yeah, you should, man. I can't I can't give you enough praise. I seriously like. So Josh has always given me this big compliment that like when I talk about something I'm super passionate about, often Halo. I talk about it in such a way that gets him stirred up to want to play the games or, or read the books. And that's something he said many times that I'm getting that vibe from you, like listening to you talk about it. Cause you can feel <laughs> welcome can to feel the, the club, conviction. Brian. What's that? Welcome to the club, right? Like the, con <laughs> the conviction that comes from his voice. Like you can tell he's passionate about it. And that's yeah, the thing. Absolutely. Like, if you're absolutely. genuinely passionate about something, it's way easier to sell somebody on that. Cause like Josh had told me, he's like, if you would, cause we have this iconic story on the podcast told a couple times where it's like, to make I'll make it short where Josh didn't like Halo 4. And then one day we meet up at a friend's house and <laughs> we meet up at a friend's house to play Mario Kart 8 on the Wii U and we start playing it the three of us, me, uh, Josh and my other our other friend Justin. And I asked Josh just casually, I'm like, "What did you think? Did you play Halo 4?" And Josh says something like, "Yeah, I didn't really like it." And rather than me be like, "Dude, you didn't like it? Oh my, what's wrong with you, man? You got to do this and you got to do this." Instead I was like, Oh yeah, I, yeah, that's that's fair. I know there's a lot of people who didn't like it. it was, uh, he's, and then Josh like, did you like it? I'm like, oh yeah, dude. And I'm like, it's really crazy how like that moment in Halo One where three four three Guilty Spark says, having plenty of time to to ponder your query, I, I I would like the rings. It's crazy how they followed up with that, and like you know that this is because of Born Stellar, which is like this forerunner that it's. I think his like his genes are actually maybe in Master Chief because you meet the, the library. I start going on. About and all I'm like, this hold lore. on, what? And Josh is basically like, not physically, but you can see like this ghostly apparatus of Josh, like drop the Wii U controller <laughs> and just start to float and go, I want to hear about all things Halo. And suddenly we just started talking about Halo. He kept asking me more questions. And then Josh goes home and he's like, holy shit, I'm into Halo. I got to get back into Halo. I got to get the games. I got to get the books. I got to do all this stuff. And then it went on this long journey of us playing Halo all year and Josh and I's friendship deepening. And it's because I didn't try to sell him or, or make him feel bad for his opinion. I was just like, here's how passionate I am about Halo. And that's exactly how I feel when you're talking about it. It makes me want to pull Point of Light off the shelf and start reading it. And, <laughs> yeah. um, it's, a tough, it's a tough line to walk because I think with a lot of people, it's like uh, people do kind of go in with that like, oh, let me try to sell you on this. Here's why you have to experience it. And then that usually pushes a lot of people away. But then when you just talk about it, you know, it usually – gets people to kind of like turn their head a bit and start start considering that and they're trying to like you know because i i think like you two guys especially listening to you two guys talk you know i'm not someone who knows the lore as much i'm more of a casual enjoyer of that with halo at least and for me when you guys talk about it the way you do i'm quiet i'm but i'm in my mind and i'm picturing it you know what i know of i'm put it's like the that scene from Hangover when Zach Galifianakis is doing like oh, the math the, equation, yeah. and that's me putting all the puzzle pieces together. Yeah. Like, okay, I can know, I know what they're talking about here, and oh, that that's cool, and uh, it's cool to hear that, and that's that gets me interested, you know, because uh, 
that's really the best way to do it, I think, because you, you're you're selling someone on your enthusiasm of it and why you love it, rather than trying to convince them why you should enjoy it. So yeah, no, well, I was doing the same. Yeah, thing. I, I'll be honest, I uh, I'm a huge huge fan for all the books, and I so this is pretty crazy to admit. Um, and I thought about making a video about this as well, but like before Halo Infinite came out, the year prior, I went through and reread seventeen Halo books in that year. Wow. So it was between rereading and and audible listenings. Um, but I was like, you know, let me just catch up on this. Like that is a I, lot I, of reads. I was like, I've read these books before, but like, let me just go through them again. And some of them were for the first time, um, but a lot of them had been had been rereads. Mm. And uh, yeah, I went through like seventeen. 17 books and i was like i will be prepared for this game um and and honestly there was there was a lot of stuff that i was glad i went back and read because like um there was a point in halo infinite where uh was it laconius or whatever the ai's name is um that destroyed uh, the the facility where all the spartans and stuff were like i had just got done reading that in halo bad blood um and so to me that was like a really cool callback that was like, hey, you know, that book came yeah. in handy. Um, but there there was a lot of different callbacks that, that came out in Halo Infinite um, that, and, and we talked about this offline a little bit, but like when we saw the Guardian symbol, you know, in Halo Infinite, or when um, at the very end when Cortana and her last little transmission to the Chief, um, where she is basically saying like, hey, sorry, I missed things along the way. And she's like, me and you are supposed to be a perfect team. Uh, perfectly perfect uh, you know as she says and she kind of apologizes and then she hands over the weapon and she's like hey but she is here with you now and she will you know carry the mantle with you um mm-hmm. to me that was 343 speaking to us as the fans like if you go back and watch that conversation and put the fan as master chief and cortana as 343 it's almost as if they're saying hey look i know we haven't done everything perfect along the way uh we are supposed to be a team um but it's really three four three through Cortana kind of telling us like, hey, we're we're changing things up a little bit, um, and and that's one thing I'm super excited about, just where the future lore is going with with uh, with Halo, uh, the endless the mystery of the endless has enthralled me like I can't get over it. I really hope what three four three is able to do like a secret hope of mine is that they're able to, and I know retcon has a negative connotation. But I kind of hope they retcon the series in a way where we can see the Zalanen have been pulling the strings the entire time, mm. like leading up to this. Mm. Because mm-hmm. there's a line in the Halo Encyclopedia that says, like, um, like I said, it's, it's in the beginning or the end. I can't remember. But there's two, like I said, foreigner monitors talking. Um, Revendicant and um, can't remember the other name off the top of my head. But basically, they're like, hey, the eventuality came you know and they're like what do you mean like the flood and they're like no the other one and they're like it can't be you know and then there's this other line in halo infinite where cortana is um talking and and she's mentioning you know the dangers that's worse than the flood and so there's already between the halo encyclopedia and between um cortana when she's talking to despondent pyre there's already these two instances of where somebody's talking about the endless and the forerunner monitor immediately goes oh, are you talking about the flood? And they're like, no, the worst thing. And they're like, oh, no, it can't be. And so what I really hope is that they're able to, like, find connections and mysteries that have been, you know, hidden in, in Halo games 
and like tie that into yeah. how the how it's been the endless the entire time that I've been pulling the strings. Um, and to me, that would be really cool. And and I know there's debate, but there's like those uh, Sankili hieroglyphics in Halo Five that kind of looks like the Harbinger. And I know um, Herospis before joining three four three was on the side of no, that's that's not the Harbinger. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I wonder if his mind has changed since since joining three four three. Like there's these there's these. He's been enlightened. And, yeah, there's these hieroglyphics in Halo Five, and it looks just like the elites worshiping the Harbinger, like that type of race. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, like to me, I think that would be like a really cool opportunity for three four three to like. I'm I'm of the opinion that the flood need to be done, and I I had people already this week because of a question I think you guys posed. In um, and yeah, and I think you posted on Twitter as well. But I, I commented, I was like, hey, Yeah, I'm you're right. Go. You posted it on Discord after. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, I'm going to be the lone voice in in the wilderness on this, but like, I really hope the flood are defeated. Like, I I know they came back for because that was one what somebody told me they're like well they came back for halo wars and i was like yeah they did but like it wasn't like, Full blown. like it wasn't the whole plot of of that game it was kind of like the dlc or whatever um and it's kind of like this self-contained outbreak and halo lore does tell us that spartan fours are still fighting flood outbreaks and they say they do mm-hmm. such a good job is the reason why we don't hear about those stories and so 343 in their own way have kind of written into like hey the flood is here still but they're kind of self-contained um, like even in Point of Light, Kelly Gabe mentions the Flood a, a bunch of times and how there's um, certain parts of Zeta Halo where the power has been turned off for a long time and that there's a possibility of a Flood outbreak. So 343 in some ways has kind of distanced itself from the Flood, but in some ways has said like, hey, but it's still here in case I guess we want to bring it back. Yep. Yeah. Um, but I, I, I kind of don't want them to. Um, and I know a lot of people really disagree with me. You wound me. You wound me. I know. (laughs) And I love Roland. (laughs) Oh, double kill. Yeah. Yeah, Um, I, uh, well, we, we both love, Josh definitely wants the Flood to come back. I don't care either way. We both love the Flood as a concept and fighting them and and just. I do too. I do love them. them. I'm just ready for, like, if there's something new, I'm, I'm. I'm all all ears on that. Sorry, well, go ahead. You you were talking about the endless, and I'm like, when you when I first picked up, when I was playing Halo Infinite for the first time, and I picked up that audio log. I don't know which one it is. You probably I wouldn't be surprised if you know off the top of your head the one where someone's talking about the Zalanin. And the first time I hear them say the words Zalanin, and I'm starting to put together like I think that's who this you know uh, the Harbinger is, and, you know, endless and stuff. It felt to me like how I felt back in the original Bungie trilogy. Was yes. like a, a moment of like this new like wait a minute are they is there some deep lore here and I'm like oh my this is really cool <laughs> I was just like completely taken aback yes. and you know and then this it's, man you say so you say so many good things I cannot remember <laughs> all the things I want to say but I want this is a teeny bit off topic but I want to mention this too is like you know so much of like what we love about Halo is perspective and I hate that like Twitter is not a good conducive place to have long discussions where you can say what really really yeah really flesh out what you want to say because like like if i say halo infinite campaign is one of if not potentially the best campaign in the halo series people be like you're ridiculous you're a show what are you saying like i hated it but like yeah (laughs) or that one guy who always in the comments john halo and that's all he ever john halo (laughs) thanks Thank you for your contribution. Um, thank you for adding to the conversation. <laughs> yeah. I I loved Halo Infinite's campaign so much. Mm-hmm. And like 
and this is going to make Josh like, go, Ugh, you know, <laughs> I personally, I personally, as preference, I'm not saying it's better. I like Halo Infinite. I care about Halo Infinite. I like Halo Infinite more than Witcher 3, God of War, Triple Kill, Resident, Resident <laughs> Evil 4. Some of these best games of all time. Kill-tacular. And, and these games deserve to have that level of praise. You know, Halo Infinite did not do for the industry what Witcher 3 did. But for me personally, as Brian, someone who enjoys playing games, Halo Infinite... I, I love it. I love replaying it. I want to. I want to deep dive on. It. I want to keep talking about. It. I want to engage in. It. I want a sequel. I want more content. I love it. And and I say that just because that's how I feel. It's not because I'm saying that uh, you should feel that way. It's not because I'm mm. saying it is better than those things. It's just I'm hey, saying that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, guys saying that. No. But three four three created a game that makes me feel that way. Like I love huh. this game so much. So. It's people should be more, you know, respectful of that. Like it's perspective, right? I'm not saying it's right. If you say Halo Infinite is a bland open world and nothing interesting happens and the whole game is just a bunch of holograms, okay, you can have that opinion and you're not wrong. I, I don't agree with it at all, but you're not wrong. You just feel differently than I do. I just love it, and I'm not saying that you need to love it. But anyways, that's just that's well, part of my rant. Josh, I feel like you had something to say. No, yeah, I was just going to say, I mean, I can still relate to you guys, even though, you know, I want the flood and stuff like that. And uh, I can still <laughs> relate to both you guys equally. Because I mean, I don't want Roland. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm a big fan. Like, uh, there was a point in regards to like sustained properties, which Halo falls into that category of now there was a there was just a point where I was like, man, I miss industry you know taking franchises in new directions or just taking more chances and i still want that stuff but the older i've gotten the more i realize you know like people hate on marvel movies you know they say they got marvel fatigue and they're all the same i don't get that feeling when i go see them to me they're event movies and i have a blast with my friends and it creates memories and when i get uh you know all these star wars sequels um in various forms that they come in i get excited for them because it's another layer uh, a different perspective at the of the universe, and it's such a big place. Why not mine it? You know. So when I look at something like Halo, or a better example, a better example, and this is gonna sound out there a little bit. So the Fast and Furious films, they start out Ooh. the first couple movies start out as like, you know, just driving racing movies, and then it gets into a bit of like heist movies. It gets into action movies and all this. It goes in completely different genres almost, and. Most people are like, these are terrible. We're just going to meme it to death with the, you know, family. And I get it. I get every complaint and criticism. But I love them because the ones I don't like, I love now because there's so many others that have come out since that I can just watch that and I don't have to think about this is the current one. Oh, man. Like when Halo 5 came out and the reception was so poor, people, all they could do was think about that. It either killed their enthusiasm for Halo outright or... They just wanted to hate on it. They couldn't think about what was coming next because it's like, this is the current thing. People don't hate on Halo 5 as much now because Halo Infinite's the new game. And now when you go back and play Halo 5, even if you have a bad time, you're like, well, at least I got Halo Infinite next. At least I get to that next. You know? And I understand, too. I mean, you want to have it, to, to come back full circle, you want to have it go in different directions you want uh, and i think halo is definitely driven by mystery i mean when i played combat evolved that was my first experience and i'm going into the game thinking i'm just fighting these covenant and i'm having a blast and at the time i'm thinking yeah awesome but then you get to 343 guilty spark and there's all the different tonal shifts and the atmosphere and the blood on the walls and you're like what is going on and it hits the big twist 
And I'm like, first off, I didn't know a game could have a twist in it. I was so young at the time. But at the you know, then it happens and you're like, Holy cow, what is what are these things? And you're trying to escape as you're trying to put two and two together. And then the rest of the game, you're trying to survive while you put two and two together. And then you even get into Halo two and then it goes into such heavy lore, you know, and stuff. So each game kind of introduces more, kind of expunges and expands. It's like it answers some things, but then it opens a lot more questions. And I love that about Halo. I love that every sequel has has tried to do that. So if they don't bring back the Flood, I'll be fine with it because people are excited about the mystery again. And I think that's just, like, that is an intangible element of Halo, what it needs to be successful. Like, I don't ever want to know everything. I don't ever want everything explained. I always want there to be something where I'm like, what is this? You know, and let's speculate on it. That's important. Josh, you know what I realized when you were talking? Um, Vin Diesel saying family mm-hmm. is the exact same vibes I get from Phil Spencer saying gaming. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's the same. Irish Phoenix same. needs to put that on the bingo, or not the bingo card, but the meme card. That's what we need for this week. Uh, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Hey, uh, hey, Luca, I want you, you know, I my wife's downstairs with the baby, so... Probably within the next half hour, at least for sure, we should wrap it up. But I, we got to have you back on for another one because mm-hmm. we Absolutely. haven't even got started, and there's so I much I want to talk to you about. I feel like there's a nine. I think we're just getting started. But why I feel don't like you this hit us been, up? No, I just saying, I feel like it's been a long introduction, to be honest with you. It like, does. I know. I feel like we didn't start it, and so we got definitely. Ha- I want to. I want to talk to you more for sure. But we got some time here. Why don't you hit us up with a couple of the note lore points you want to talk about? I'm sure you got amazing stuff to say <laughs> yeah i if i could um i if if i could just be like an advocate for halo books like like yeah, please just read it. them all yeah um because it's really what keeps me going because like i said they they produce so many of them and like mm-hmm. um but my my honestly i've i wanted to point out some of my, my favorites and i've already mentioned the ryan ford uh saga and then my other my favorite like like right on par with ryan ford maybe a little behind um, are the Ferret Team books. Oh, um, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of those with Veda Lopez or not. Yeah, um, we so actually, basically... We, we got Divine right. Wind sent... We got div- copies of Divine Wind sent to us. It was the first time we ever got something like that. It was awesome. Crazy oh, I got, my, I got my fingers crossed that uh, Halo Outcast will get sent to me next year. Oh, right? you absolutely... Hell yeah, man. You deserve it. I uh, I actually talked to... Uh, before... Before, yeah, Divine... No, what was it? No, before Rubicon Protocol came out. Sorry. Um, I was talking to uh, Kelly Gay online, and I was kind of like, "Hey, is it possible for me to like?" And she's like, "Sorry, it's not really my gig. It's like, uh, you have to go through three four three. And at that time, I I really wasn't like, I don't want to say I'm known now, mm-hmm. um, but there are three four three people who follow me, so I guess yeah. they somewhat know me. Um, so maybe maybe for Outcasts, I'll uh, I'll get that. But no, uh, back so, to what yeah. I was saying. So the Ferret Saga, uh, Veda Lopez is kind of like the central character. She uh, lives on a planet that is kind of um, um, not very favorable to the UNSC. And honestly, if you read about the UNSC, like who would be favorable towards it? Yeah. Like if yeah, you actually right. go and read through the lore, you're like, oh, the you know the not United great. Earth government and the UNSC and all these like like they're not like <laughs> okay, these guys yeah, maybe aren't as yeah they're. Like, are we really surprised that Cortana did what she did after, you know, but, but anyway. The so, Halo uh, show actually kind of shows that better, in a sense. It, From the get It honestly does. Mm. It honestly, because if you, because here's the thing. If you just read through the, or if you just play through the games, like, the UNSC are the good guys. Mm. Like, 
They are 100% the good guys. You, you, hey, all the Spartans and the Marines, they're, they're awesome heroes. Um, but you start reading through the books, you're like, man, Oni and, and all them, they're like, this is really bad stuff. Gets much more like, multidimensional in the novels, for sure. Yeah, and then they're like fomenting insurrection amongst the Covenant, like after the Covenant human yep. war. And you're kind of like, like, man, this is like some really dark, you know, dark stuff. So anyway, mm-hmm. Veda Lopez, she's a part of this, like, of, um, she's really, really against the UNSC. But she finds herself working with them through a series of events that forces her to work with some Spartan 3s. And Spartan 3s are some of my all-time favorite Spartans. Um, because honestly, they just got the shaft. Like, <laughs> like they there are orphaned kids from when a, when the Covenant destroyed their planet, and they were taking, uh, or the you know they were taken into the UNSC, uh, more so I guess by Oni or whatever. But then they are just kind of forced into you know not forced because they were like, hey, don't you want to get revenge for what happened to your family? And you know little kids, and they, so they bring them in and they do all these training and they give them all these chemicals. Um, and the ferret team are constantly struggling because they have to constantly be medicated or basically they go crazy because they tried altering the Spartan to super soldier serum, if you would, to something else. And basically yeah. the, uh, the Spartan threes can go into rage mode, rage mode and, you know, they won't like feel Kratos. pain and yeah. And they just keep, they just keep going and going and going until they kill themselves basically. But Oof. anyway, so Veda Lopez kind of becomes the mother of what she calls her ferret team. Um, and she ends up kind of taking care of these Spartan threes and divine wind. Um, uh, you guys said you got the book, so I'm sure you read it, yep. but like I had read through the ferret saga and I was super happy for that book to come out and I absolutely loved it. And, um, like I was crying at the end of that one. Like it, oh, it was yeah. a, a, a tearjerker for sure. Yeah. Um, I don't want to reveal too much for people that are interested, but you know, there's some there's some heartbreaking moments, and there's some really really cool moments because, like, <clears throat> getting into a little bit of Halo lore. Sorry, like I go from like one tangent no, to man, no, you're I good, love, I'm loving it, yeah. But like we we start to see that there are actually remnants of the Covenant that have been on the Ark this entire time, living there, and. Like to them, the war's not over, <laughs> and like you it's know, still they the wanted covenant. like mm. it, yeah, it's like those. Uh, I think it was like the Japanese soldiers in World War II that were like holed up on these islands for like years or whatever, and they didn't know World War II ended, and um, like that's how wow. these people are in um, in the book. And so you have, um, and you have a, a prelate or a prelate, however you want to pronounce it, which is basically like a the Spartan version of. Um, of of the uh, yeah of the prophet race and so you get like a really cool perspective on stuff you don't ever get to see and then there's a continuation of some of these brutes um castor that we've kind of read through yep. and um and it's really cool to see people believe and this is the one thing i love about the books that the games could never do not in a million years is we get to see all these unique perspectives across the entire galaxy like there are brutes in this book who still believe in the great journey and are having questions of faith throughout the entire thing. And, um, they, they, and they have to go through their, like a faith crisis, if you would. And for as much as you hate these guys, it's, it's hard to go through or hard Mm -hmm. to, to read and to see, you're like, man, this guy really actually believed what he was doing was right. Even though he did a lot of terrible things along the way, but like he was really trying to go on the great journey. And, um, 
and spoiler alert, you know, we all know what firing the Halo rings actually does, but like mm-hmm. to see this brute's heartbreak, you know, realizing this. And then also another cool thing with Divine Wind is like you really get to see for the first time, like up close and personal, that the Vanished allow humans to be part of the ranks. And then we saw that again in Rubicon Protocol, where Lucas Browning is being interrogated by a human Vanished member on Zeta Halo, which gives me a lot of hope that maybe in future Halo games we'll get to gun down some, you know, some human baddies that are part of the Vanished. Like, how cool now you're would speaking that be? to Josh, he wanted that in Halo 2. <clears throat> yeah. I think that would Absolutely. be so cool. But, you know, the books, they, they get to do these things um, that you that you sometimes can't really... Well, you can do it in the games. And that's a, that's a common criticism I've seen, especially when Rubicon Protocol came out. Oh, boy. How many people did I see say, like, oh, this should have been in the game. This should have been in the game. Why wasn't this in the game? And I'm like... And that's kind of what I said earlier. It's like, not everything can be in the game. Like, mm-hmm. Halo is not a game anymore. Like, it mm-hmm. used to be a game franchise. It's, it's like, let's be realistic. It's, it's not. There's more external media and content than, than there is game content. Um, and so some things just happen in the books, and I think that well, we should and, be and okay with that. Well, and not to discredit any of the hard work from, like, a, a writer of a novel or, or a yeah. director of a show, but the amount of people and time and money and effort it takes to create one full video game is far less than one person to write a novel, while other people are simultaneously writing the next two or three novels. Like, when someone's like, oh, these nine events happened in the Halo books that were so freaking epic, and we haven't seen any of them happen in the games, it's like, yeah, well, you have seen other epic moments happen in the game, and there's no way to fit. Like, we can write on paper so much content so quickly, as opposed Mm -hmm. to, got to have your animators your 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 musicians your sound guy your i mean it just goes on and it's a lot on of pieces to the puzzle for sure yeah, yeah. so it, it as opposed sense, to having right? an author yeah yeah, yeah. and exactly. and that is one thing i think I, I already said this but like when i was talking to jeff easterling like that is one thing i told him and i was like please do not keep this part of the franchise like don't don't let it go because like mm-hmm. It is, I, I said, it's, I, I go, I, I'm not a professional in this, so that's also one reason I really don't like to critique, because it's not really my place. I don't understand everything. Feel that. But I told him, I was like, look, from my perspective, it seems a lot easier to produce two or three books a year than it does to produce a video game every three or four or five years. And he was like, no, absolutely. He goes, it still comes with its challenges, no doubt, because even like while they were doing Rubicon Protocol, like Kelly Gay is like writing this book about events on Zeta Halo and the game's not even out yet. And they're still yeah. kind of developing the game. And mm-hmm. so she has this monumental task of like creating a story in an environment that almost doesn't exist yet. So that's kind of like a really challenging thing. And one of like, honestly the coolest or like most rewarding things for me is, um, is when I made, it's probably like my longest video too. Like I made a like walking through Zeta Halo video um, that went through yeah, that was the main story of Rubicon Protocol. Um, and, like, I know that that was a challenge for them because you're making a game and writing a book simultaneously. Um, and I don't, I can't say this for sure, but I think there were points where Kelly Gay only had, like, concept at some points. And makes sense. <clears throat> like, hats off to these people that are are doing this stuff. Like, it's it's absolutely amazing that they're 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 killing it and i'm i'm sorry i know i've been called a shill but like i'm just appreciative 
Um, no, I, I relate. I no, bought I, I bought a Halo encyclopedia this year. That like 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 it's huge. Like how can this Me not? Too. You know, like I there's been multiple books. There's been an encyclopedia. It's like within Dude. the past year, we've gotten a game and encyclopedia and like two or three books. It's like how as a Halo lore guy can I with like a straight face say like I'm disappointed or there's not enough content. Like for me, I I, I haven't finished what I do have. You know, <laughs> like I'm still yeah. going through some of these things. Dude, I, I love whenever a franchise will release a visual dictionary or encyclopedia or anything that'll let me do that. Star Wars does that so much, and they go over everything. And seeing Halo's book, when they announced it was going to be like 400-plus pages, I was like, that's awesome. And then you see yeah. the previews of it, like just what the what to expect, and I was like, oh, this is great. I love, I love those sorts of books. I remember, yeah. uh, I think it was the last Jedi one for Star Wars had like a picture of Snoke's ring. And it was talking about how he found this on Mustafar. It was something like that at the time. And that was like a big talking point. People, the moment the books came out, people just poured over them. And the same thing happened with the encyclopedia. But yeah, you see so much stuff comes out for Halo. I don't even think that we're in a, a dry spell. I feel like, like, I mean, by all means, keep coming out with content. But um, this is the most Halo we've had uh, in several years because it was just the books between Halo 5, Halo Wars 2, and then on to leapfrogging over into infinite. So it's nice to be at this point. It's nice to have infinite come out. And then it's like, Oh cool. The show's coming. Oh cool. This book's coming. Oh cool. The encyclopedia's coming. There's so much to look forward to now with halo. And, uh, how does that feel for you? I mean, do you think, do you think this period of halo infinite, just the lead up to it and just kind of where we're at now, is this something you think you're going to look back on and be especially nostalgic for compared to some of the other halos because you've read all the books in the lead up to it? And now you're part of just, you know, a content creation within the Halo community. Um, do you think that's going to be something that's going to hold a special place in your heart? Yeah, I'm going to offend a lot of people, but this is the golden era of Halo for me. Like, it, it awesome. really is. And it's I know awesome. people had that, you know, Halo 3 was that for them, and it was for me. Um, I, I can't tell you how much money I spent on Mountain Dew and pizza, you know, playing yep. Halo 3 with my buddies all night long. Um, and then seeing the sun come up, you know, <laughs> from playing all night, yeah. like Halo 3 was, it was an awesome opportunity, but like, but the lead up to Halo Infinite and the mystery and the different things they teased throughout, like it, like this is the golden era of Halo for me. Like it's been an absolute blast. I've been able to meet incredible people. Um, and just like it. I, I, I've never intended for this to be anything more than just a side hobby of me. And I, and I post videos when I can, like, I'm just, I'm just a busy guy. Um, it's been a couple of weeks since I've done one, but I've got a lot of stuff written. I've got a lot of ideas. If you, if you see a video or you see me like not making videos, it's not because I don't have ideas and there's not stuff like I, you should see my idea list of like things that I have I lined it. up for the future. I uh, I just can't hit them all at, at, as quickly right. as I yeah. want, and so that's why lately I've been a lot more active on Twitter because I can just post real quick like some like hey these are some lore things that are on my mind and it like I said I have to like contain my ideas and then push them out there for me to feel yeah. like uh, free just up to get space. it out of my head. Yeah. yeah, I gotta free up some some RAM up there, but um, <laughs> but I've I've got so many ideas and so many mysteries I want to dive into. And that's the one thing that like, I, I don't understand when people like they say there's not enough content or there's nothing to talk about. There's nothing new in halo. And that's kind yeah. of one of the reasons why like I wanted to do videos. Cause I was like, 
I have a lot to say. And I don't necessarily think my opinion is important. Like, it's important to me, but, like, it doesn't have to be important to anybody else. Like, mm -hmm. but I just want to say it. And, and, like, maybe somebody will like it. And if they do, that's cool. And if they don't, like, like okay. Like-minded people will attach to you. And you know, there's there's two two big things I want <clears> to <throat> say based on what you're saying. You said this is a golden era for you. And while I'm not sure I would personally commit myself to saying this is the golden era of Halo for me, because I know when I played Halo 2 and then I, I was waiting for Halo 3 and getting that game, that was very special for me. But I, me and Josh have talked about it before. Like, we've had all these... Because you've mentioned how you've been playing Halo since 2001, but you've only been in social media, like, since April this year in regards to Halo. Well, that's kind of been me and Josh, right? Like, me and Josh have been playing Halo our whole lives. We've been here for all of it. But it wasn't until 2019 that we started Sacred Icon that we became a social in the social media sphere of it all. And me and Josh have all these memories of, like, playing Halo Land when we were kids and then, you know, getting... Uh, uh, getting like even halo 5 because me and josh met in 2011 so um we have memories basically of like landing and playing up to halo 5 and and that and we have all these great memories but then like the one thing i think is so important is like people don't they're they, they can get so nostalgic that they don't think about the memories they're making right now yeah. and for me and josh to be able to say like you know wasn't it, it was cool how we waited for halo 3 and and, and drank pizza and and, and or <laughs> drank pizza wow do an eight pizza. <laughs> if that I could find a did. way. Yeah, that might have been what happened at three or four sometimes. in the morning. <laughs> uh, sometimes. Uh, and then it's cool to think about how we, we played LAN and waited for Halo 5 and all that stuff. All those great memories. But man, how special of a memory is it going to be that we created Sacred Icon and a podcast and a community and, and, and put out episodes and, and got on Halo Waypoint and got a free book sent to us and all this cool little stuff circulating the re imminent release of Halo Infinite. And then the game came out, and for me and Josh, at least, at the bottom line is we love it. It's great. So it's like, how much nostalgia is there going to be, you know, Lord willing, that in 10, 15, 20 years we go, hey, Josh, you remember Halo Infinite when we started Sacred Icon and we did the podcast and we had all the Remember that one time that Mikey Cosplay said this or, or, or uh, you know, some other person... Uh, Green Plumber said this, and like, remember the community we had? Remember that time we had Halo Guy on? All that stuff makes Halo Infinite so, so special. So I get that. Now, my second point I want to touch on real quick before I give it back to you, and we got to get out of here soon. I'm sorry, guys. I have a newborn. No, baby. you're good. You're good. Uh, this is awesome. This is awesome. Keep yeah, going. We're definitely going to have to do this again because I, I can tell that there is infinite things to talk about in your head. Learnings. I love it. The, the one thing I want to say that's kind of an elephant in the room to this whole like no content thing is Halo. Halo doesn't get enough, they don't get enough slack because Halo is known from day one for having this awesome campaign and awesome multiplayer. And then as you move into Halo 3, it's also known for Forge and file sharing. And then you move into 5 and Forge blows up and all this stuff blows up. So we're at the point now where you have this huge fandom for Halo and you got people like me and Halo Guy, which are clearly, we're there for the lore, we're there for the story. Then you have Josh, which is like Lauren's story, but multiplayer is his main bag. And then you have a lot of Hell people yeah. who just there for the multiplayer. If you're somebody who, and it's hard for, I'm sure it's hard for you to imagine Halo guys, it's hard for me. If you're somebody who doesn't care at all about the story, doesn't care at all about the lore, and you only care about matchmaking, or maybe you only care about Forge, you know, it's a little more understandable where you feel the content is lacking because. None of those books, none of those, none of the TV show, the the spinoff like 
uh, movies like Nightfall and, and Four in the Dawn, um, the, the, the campaigns themselves, none of that really does anything for you if you just play for that competitive multiplayer. So I can see if that's what you're talking about, why you don't think there's enough content. But for the lore guys, yeah, we're showered well, with it. I would but, even say, you know, with yeah. that, like, I mean, I, I'm on the opposite of the spectrum with a lot of people in the multiplayer aspect. Like, so many people were like, it's lacking. And it's like, I, I acknowledge that, and I do see that. But at the same time, I'm like, dude, it goes back to what I said about, like, sustained narratives and stuff in games and movies nowadays. It's like, I'm just happy to, like, Halo 5's multiplayer is my favorite. But now Infinite, it's it's amazing. Now I can go play that, even though there's X amount of maps and say, Big Team Battle. You know, it's like, I still have a blast every time I go in and play it. I get to live in these worlds that take place in the Halo universe, these, you know, levels, <clears throat> maps, and, I mean, it's just, it's a blast. And I don't really sit there and think, like, oh my god, they need more maps. Like, that does cross my <laughs> mind, but it doesn't, it doesn't get me to the point I'm so mad that I, I'm, I'm, I'm yelling at Halo as if I hate it, but I'm trying to point it in, the, frame it in this narrative as if I love it, which is what Twitter is, pretty much, but... Uh, no, I mean, I, dude, I, I think all of it's great. And you do have all those different sects of, of the community, you know, the forgers and, and multiplayer people, the Lord people and all that. And it's nice to see it. It's evolved so much. And, um, that's why I can't really give them a hard time when they've really, um, when three, four, three has assumed this mantle and they've had to try to get all this stuff out. Cause people, when Bungie was doing it, like by reach and everything, everyone was just taking that as like normal. They expected all those things to be in every future iteration no one questioned how hard or difficult that must be to pull off. It was off. easier back then, too. It was, yeah. And now it's just everyone's expectations are higher, and everyone wants to like be reminded of their childhood, and it's harder for people to accept what's new, though everything falls under just a, a, a microscope of scrutiny, you know, and, and people can't enjoy it. But you have all those books. You have, you know, so much. If you're a Halo fan that t today, today you you – you get an Xbox for, you know, or you get an Xbox for Christmas. You get Halo Infinite through Game Pass, and you're like, holy cow, I got to go play. There's other Halos? And then you go play Master Chief Collection. You go play Halo 5. Oh, there's there's Halo Wars 1 and 2? Got to go play these. And then you're like, oh, oh shit, there's books? And then you're like, wait a second. Oh, man, I don't have time to game right now. Oh, oh my God, Halo Nightfall? A Halo, Halo Spartan Strike series? on mobile? Spart I mean, <laughs> yes, Spartan you know, we don't have to mention that one, but, <laughs> yeah. but no, I mean, you know, and, and then, oh, you're like, oh, you know, I'm, I need to try to go to bed. It, it, you know, I'll, I'll read a book for a little bit of a Halo book. You have, like, if you're someone who's just getting into Halo today, holy shit. We you have know more I mean? Halo like, content now than we've ever had in our lives, and people hate that yeah. when I say that because they're like, no, Halo Infinite's lacking this and this. I'm saying, no, but we have all the Halo stuff that came before Halo Infinite. Plus Halo Infinite. None of that stuff's gone. We have more today than ever. I can't say yeah. I enjoy... I'll just say this. I can't say I enjoy every single thing of Halo that's out there, but I'm happy it's out there because for other people, it's essential to them, or it's a big point of origin as to why they love Halo. It's a big part of the DNA for them and what makes Halo Halo. And I can't say there's so many other franchises in gaming that I wish had this amount of of merchandise and support and continued narrative going forward, you know, but Halo gets it and I'm happy it does it. But, you know, I think people should just sometimes try to be a little more grateful for it because like you said, dude, you love the books and you're a big advocate for them. I don't read them as much, but the enthusiasm is, is, uh, intoxicating, you know, and it, it's great to hear that kind of stuff. And it's, uh, it's illuminating too, just as much. So, I mean, uh, it, it's great it to, to listen and be a fly on the wall for some of this stuff sometimes.
give us your last give us your last uh wrap up here halo guy i'm sorry i feel like i feel like you're if you are an encyclopedia you've just got like 0.5 percent of what you we got the forward done then. that's it yeah, yeah. well what, what i don't want to do is um i don't you know i i don't tout myself as uh as a halo canon let's just say that much um i don't know everything um, I do know a lot about the, the Halo story, and I'm always trying to learn more and dive into it. Um, I don't want the uh, people to be like, oh, this guy thinks he knows it all. Well, you know, I, I know some of it. Um, <laughs> but I, I, do, I do really enjoy it. I've been here since the beginning. I have to give a massive shout-out to the people who came before me, so to speak. Like I just said, Halo Cannon, Hidden um, Xperia, um, Halo follower. Um, these people set the stage for how we perceive Halo on, on YouTube and, and lore. Yeah. And, and, you know, I remember, um, what was it, like that like minute-long trailer we got in 2018 for Halo Infinite, and uh, Halo follower did like a 40-minute something video on it. I remember it. I would listen to it on my commutes to work. And, like, to me, that's what I love. Like, and that's one thing, like, I, I, I want to see in the community again is just like like who cares if you're right or wrong let's just talk about it let's just like theorize and that's kind of what I like to do like there's a mystery here and we don't know the answers but can we like can we just talk for a while about what we think's going on um and so that's that's kind of like my my approach to things I I just I just want to talk about it um I don't have all the answers but I just want to talk um so I got to give a big shout out to them who who really paved the way for for people even wanting to to see YouTube content for for Halo stuff, um, but uh, and then I, I really just want to thank the the authors. If you happen to be listening, um, Kelly Gay, I know I've, I've told you a million times how much I appreciate your work, um, and then the people at three four three who are who are continuing to do this stuff. I cannot imagine the the stress that it must be to be a game developer in the world of social media, like. Just can't imagine. And and I'll be honest with you, there's there's two reasons why I don't really lend my voice to criticism out there. One I've already mentioned. Like if if I don't like something, I'm sure somebody else and ten other people behind them are going to say the same thing. Yep. So I don't Mm. I don't really feel that that I need to. And Mm. then and then the other thing is like, do I really think that I can give a criticism to three four three that they aren't already aware of themselves? Like yeah. Like. I'm pretty sure they're their own biggest, you know, critiquers. Like Oftentimes people don't they give them before they, they, they really ship don't. it, they know it already. Yeah. yeah, it's like it's like how many times have you guys created or did something and and you listen to it and you're like you're your biggest, you know, uh, critiquer. Like you yeah. you listen to yourself and you're you're the harshest on your own self. Like I, I don't feel like there's anything that I could add, and maybe I'm wrong, and I might be. I'm, I'm wrong about a lot of stuff, but like maybe it's like. I don't feel like there's anything I can add to the conversation that 343 isn't already aware of and trying to fix. Like, yeah. like they, yeah. they know what they need to work on. And yeah. I'll you just focus on what you love. And that's kind of gets itself. Yeah, exactly. And there's so much to Halo that I do enjoy. And life is so short. Like, I, I don't care to focus on the stuff I don't like. Mm-hmm. like. I don't have time for it. Like, like why? Couldn't it say it better myself. Sense. It yeah. doesn't make any sense to me. Like, there's... There's parts of like the Halo story. There's Halo books that like I don't like, and they're just not as good as the others. And like, okay, yeah. the way it is, and I'll yeah. move on. But like my my whole thing is I just want to talk 
online with people about the stuff that I do like. And that's that's what you'll get from me if you if you like my stuff. You'll just you'll just hear what I like. And if that's not what you want, then okay, like <laughs> move on. <laughs> I don't know, follow the guy that says John Halo all the time. Like and <laughs> <laughs> Don't do that. <laughs> yeah. No, your and, content's yeah. your content's great, man. I mean yeah. and, and your voice and your presence. Uh people gravitate to that and especially for people like Brian and I who are like in the trenches and stuff like that. It really yeah, helps. Yeah, you give... really are. <laughs> yeah, it and really helps. you guys bring the trenches to you, though, you, you come out you, waking up deciding violence <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> with, some, with some of your posts. Brian has takes on Twitter. I'll have takes on the podcast sometimes. So, yeah, I, we, we do we do that. But, yeah, I mean, it, it's good. When you're in the trenches and stuff like that, it, you sometimes lose perspective of what you're fighting for, in a sense. You, you're so focused. Um, but then you get new people that come in like yourself and you bring such enthusiasm and it's, it's renewing, you know, and it's invigorating and stuff. And it, you do a really good job of getting that across. And I see how people interact with you as well. And it's, it's great to see. And I mean, I, I love that. I, we have that, we try to have that same perspective and just focus on the aspects you love about it. And it makes it easier when you do criticize because, uh, you know, it's falling under that umbrella of safety, of, of love, and you care for it. So it's it's a little bit easier rather than just, I hated it on Twitter, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. No, no I mean, your I stuff's could, great, man. Like I said, I could, I, could tell, I could tell you were a good one pretty quick. And then once uh, you had a Haruspis' seal of approval, the, the book was open and <laughs> yeah. shut for me because, you know, and, and Haruspis, yeah. as far as content creators go, that dude has taken – a lot of criticism for a long time from many, many yeah. people. I've seen it firsthand. He's handled and, it so well, And he well just too. keeps moving upward. He just keeps yeah. succeeding. And he doesn't engage with the, those people. There's just no reason to. So I highly value his opinion. And, and, and you're, uh, I love your content. Uh, hey, little guy, keep doing what you're doing. I think your mentality yep. is awesome. We're really glad to have you. Thanks for having uh, you me on. Is your, I really appreciate oh, it. Oh, dude. We yeah, love having you on. Thank you I for coming on. I want to talk to you again, for sure. Yeah, um, absolutely. Your handle on Twitter, is it at Halo Guy? It's at Halo Guy. Um... Actually, that's a good question. Yeah, we'll make sure. <laughs> no, we want to get it right. Yeah, we want to make sure we get it right. <laughs> I, I feel like I should. I should know these things, but um, no, it's oh, you're good, you're good. Um, it's at Halo Guy um, YouTube. Okay, so that's at what Halo I guy at YouTube. Halo Guy YouTube. Yeah, and if you if you uh, at Halo Guy YouTube for Twitter, and then if you want to look me up on on YouTube, I'm just at Halo Guy. Um, so, and you should be able to find me. I'm getting close to like 900 subscribers on on YouTube, so it's awesome, man! Fairly, Hell yeah, man! You know, getting up there, uh, but still kind of you know small, but it not like I said All before, not really numbers chasing, day. but yeah. yeah, yeah. We'll we'll see how things go. I uh, like I said, it's just a hobby, doing it for fun. You're doing it a great job. On whatever, been yeah, a keep it up, man. I've enjoyed it. Great. Well, guys, make sure to follow Halo Guy on Twitter and YouTube. Uh, let us know either on Twitter or the Discord what you thought of this episode, what you might want to hear from Halo Guy in the future, whether it's on his own content or even though he's got a list of ideas, he can maybe add yeah, to the one. Yeah, please, let me list. know, yeah. <laughs> um, or if he, if he comes back on the show, what would you like us to talk to him about? Yeah, let Garrett, us know. Guys. Um, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Sacred Icon Podcast. And as always, keep it sacred.
All right, Boom. man, that was awesome. That Dang, was great, that man. That was awesome, I, dude. I could tell. We there was ten hours. There was a ten hour episode in that <laughs> nugget right there. I I really appreciate all your kind words. You guys are are awesome. I was so happy that I stumbled upon your community because I felt like I didn't have to create anything. Like it was like. I, dude, I was well, I was so glad you came along too because I was I was thinking like I would see your tweets and stuff like that and and I'd be like man Halo this this guy thinks like we do like he's got the same kind of mentality like he you know you know not to sound con- con- conceited but like he belongs to Sacred Icon like because the thing is like you know like you said <laughs> like you're energy. not a Halo canon you're not a but the thing is you are a Halo guy and you will attract the type of people because you said you put your opinion out there maybe people like it maybe won't. You will attract people who think like you or like like your your personality, and that's what that's what you know. We're not the, you know we have uh, we have a, a lot of listeners on the podcast. We have a decent following on Twitter, and our Discord only has has a little less than five hundred people. But the but the people who come to us, they think like us. They 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 want to be positive. They want to enjoy the series, and it's just a fun. It's just it's just fun, you know. And there's a reason for people like yourself to. Maybe you'll have a tw- maybe you'll have two million subscribers one day. Maybe you'll peak at eight k. I don't know, but the people who come there for Halo Guy content think like you. They want to be like they want to. They want to have yeah. Like, one of the biggest things I've noticed we've gotten for feedback is just that uh, a lot of people will feel like our content, at least in some regard, reminds them why it's fun. You know, they get off Twitter, they go listen to the podcast, or they're in the community, and they just. They're reminded of how much fun it is to be a Halo fan, and I think that's what that's you an get awesome across. Compliment. Yeah, I it, like what it, Late Night Gaming said. Like the first few incredible. months we were at it, first few months we were at Late Night Gaming is like, I really appreciate Sacred Icon because it just reminds me of being happy about Halo. Yeah, you know? yeah, so and that's what you're just stuck on how it's not as good as it used to be. Yeah, yeah. Late Night Gaming. He's he's commented on a, on a couple of my things, and he's like he. And from kind of like my my lore perspective, he's he's commented and he said like you know like it's good to see people diving into the mysteries again you know because that's yeah. that's what it Halo has always been about yeah. to me yep um, and there's, there's that's so what entices me about it yeah no your content is wonderful dude and you got a great attitude about it one hundred percent I appreciate you guys letting me on uh, this morning. Uh, I look forward to listening uh, when it's when it's out and live. It'll be fun to, to yeah. I'll have it yeah. post in a few hours. Yeah, sorry about hours. the hiccup, guys, but I'm glad it let me come back. Yeah, so I'm just gonna call this episode "Lore," featuring <laughs> Halo, Halo guy. So, yeah, that's, that's right. perfect. Cool. All right, man. Well, thank you so much. I gotta get out of here. Hopefully, my wife's not too mad at me. So yeah, uh, no, I'll <laughs> talk to you soon, Halo guy. Yeah, good talking to you, man. Peace out, guys. Yeah. Appreciate you. See you.